Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a mom of three kids, ages two, five, and seven, and I live in Southern California. And I'm Megan. I am the mom of five kids, ages six through 17, and I live in Michigan. This is the Mom Hour, part of the Life Listened Network. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 37 of the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis here with Sarah Powers. Hey Sarah, how you doing? I'm great, Megan. How are you? I am well. So awesome. we're this is kind of like what? The second part of a two-parter sort of that's, double header. That's what I'm calling it. Yeah. Two part sides two of the same two. coin, part yeah. two of two. Yes. Okay. So Sarah, why don't you why don't you tell everyone what they're listening yeah. to right now? <laughs> so you are listening to episode 37, which is a follow-up to episode go figure 36. What? We are talking about traveling spouses, traveling selves. And excuse me, and last week we talked about um, home, holding down the home front when you have a partner or a spouse who travels for work or whatever and everything that's involved in that. And this week we're going to flip that right around and talk about what happens when mom is the one doing the traveling, leaving the family. We could also talk about when mom and dad leave together, but I think for the most part we're going to talk about when you as a mom are leaving your kids either with their dad or with a family member and what's involved in that. How do you get ready for that? How do you help the kids deal? How do you get over the guilt? All of that. So um, that's what we're going to do today. If you haven't listened to episode 36, it's not a big deal. You can. It's at themomhour.com. But you'll get just as much out of today and you can always go back and listen in reverse. So um, that's what we're going to do. You ready to get to it? Well, apparently it turns out I wrote a whole bunch of stuff about this. Um, you did. On the Happiest Home Blog, I'm, you know, I'm excellent years ago. at revisiting your like former writerly self. I, I do. I do remember that mostly because hat. I have to say some of those posts, we still get comments on like yeah, well, one of regularly. Them almost there's one of them that's like, I would say it's our top two, probably our second most um, visited from search people typing in mm-hmm. basically something to the effect of I'm leaving my kids for the first time and I feel guilty about it. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, and they land on your post. Um, that one is called "Going Away Without the Kids, Feeling Guilty or Worried." Read this. Um, but that was actually part of a longer series that you wrote about 
leaving. And I think that's where we'll start because maybe you can talk about you obviously had five kids. You probably didn't leave very much for a long time. And then when your youngest was a little over a year, you started doing more work travel. Do you want to just kind of like tell that? Sure. Well, you know, it's funny. I don't think I left my kids ever at all, except for maybe, you know, like a night here and there um, until I want to say William was like two. I've been a mom for a while by this Mm -hmm. point. Um, And I remember very clearly I was pregnant with Owen. William was two. The other boys were, uh, do the math, six and eight. And I took a train trip to Chicago to go to a writer's conference. And I was gone Mm -hmm. for, I don't know, three three nights, four days, something like that. And the whole thing felt like impossibly luxurious, you know, Mm -hmm. the sleep, the hotel bed, the travel, the traveling by myself, like Mm -hmm. the having to remember how to kind of navigate a city alone without, you know, my spouse to do the tipping for me, stuff like that. I mean, just silly little things like that, that I just hadn't really thought about, just hadn't been a part of my life. And, um, after that I did about yearly, I, I went on a trip just about yearly. Um, but not, you know, not a lot. It'd be like a, a right. week. It's the same conference. It'd be like a weekend thing. And then when Clara was um, about 18 months old, I started really getting invited to more events. I was invited to speak at different things. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny because, um, you know, she was still breastfeeding and I, you know, not a lot, but she was definitely still nursing. And that was a big stressor for me. I couldn't mm-hmm. really figure out how to make that work. Um, I couldn't really figure out, you know, how was I, and, and even before her, I remember traveling a little bit when Owen, um, was still nursing, but with Claire, she was a lot younger than he mm-hmm. was. I left her at a lot, a much younger age. I think in these, actually in this series of posts you talk about, I think she was just over a year. Yeah. She like had when just you, turned yeah. a year. And I think with yeah. Owen, I always waited until like, you know, like 18 months, mm-hmm. no, not, you know, a night here and there, no big, but I, I just, for some reason leaving a 12 month old mm-hmm. felt like it would be this thing that would involve like pumps and bottles yeah. and like overflowing breasts and all this stuff. And that it turned out was not really the case. My body did um, adjust very quickly. Right. So just throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, I started traveling, you know, three, four, five times a year instead. And I remember having this, I think what, what kind of, um, and I haven't gone back and read the posts lately, but I think what kind of triggered this is I had this weird, I started getting all these weird, um, like, uh, superstitions about things like, mm. like imagining the plane crashing, you know, mm. imagining something terrible happening to me. And, it took me a while to figure out why I was freaking out, but it was because I was leaving my infant, you know, my toddler, mm-hmm. but barely out of infancy daughter. And that was kind of new ground for me. And mm-hmm. I was superstitious about it. I thought I was going to die mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I would not be prepared for that. And my kids would not remember me. And like all these, I mean, I had yeah. this like crazy, you know, yeah. rabbit hole sick fantasies about what was going to happen. And I I think I kind of worked it out as I recall in these posts that I was just feeling really nervous and Mm -hmm. guilty and worried. And that was just kind of a springboard for me kind of talking myself down. Yeah. Well, and I think it's so common, right? Like there's a reason why people are typing into Google. Like I feel guilty about leaving my kids. Um, so let's kind of address that a little bit directly. Number one, I want to say that there's a lot of women out there who don't really have time or a choice to worry too much about this. I mean, I have several friends who travel for work as soon as they go back when baby's, you know, eight weeks old or 12 weeks old or three months old and including breastfeeding moms. Um, Mm -hmm. I have one Facebook friend who like has funny stories about pumping on planes and, you know, and travels quite a bit. And so, um, but if you have had a little bit more flexibility and it feels a little bit more like a choice, maybe it almost, I think makes the guilt factor 
uh, ratchet up a bit. Do you know what I mean? That's like, very true. And you're not in practice either. Right. So you it know? feels like a bigger deal. You ha- you're not in practice. It hasn't been something that you've had to do from day one. So then it feels like, well, now I'm making the choice to leave. And, and when you're the- right. It do- when it does feel like a choice, it, it does it does trip that guilt you know, switch. Exactly. I didn't when- have to go on any of those trips. I could have stayed home. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, one way, one thing that I think I'm kind of rambling a little bit here because I have right. a lot of thoughts that I'm having a hard time <laughs> articulating, Sarah. I think one thing that I, that a lot of moms do when their babies are really little is we get really tunnel visiony about how, what we have to do today to like advance our careers today. Right. Mm-hmm. We're not always thinking about the big picture because we, right. we have other priorities and our, our kids, you know, are, are a huge priority. And so yeah. we kind of like put that off. We put off this networking right. thing. We put off that trip that could be really beneficial right. in the end. And because today it's more important to be home. And I think at right. some point I just kind of realized like, that's true. That's all true. It's like that one day is very important, but also my career as a whole is important. Right. And I, I need to invest time in that. And not just, not just the rote time you have to put in, right. not just getting this not just assignment today. done, not right. just, you know, checking off my to-do list tomorrow, but looking for with a little bit of vision about it. And everybody gets there at a different time. And I'm right. certainly don't want to pressure anybody who's just doesn't, right. doesn't care, isn't there, isn't ready. Maybe that's not a priority for them. But if you feel like it's going to be a priority and if your career is going to be a priority in five right. years or three years or two right. years, there's ways to start flexing that muscle now so that you're, you're building those networks and you're kind of getting yourself positioned and that's important. And it feels like a choice, but it's not a frivolous choice. I agree. And I would yeah. even add to that. And you could say the exact same thing about your marriage or your relationship. So yes, absolutely. talking about doing a girl's weekend that you always say you wanted to do or planning a trip with your spouse away, all of that takes six to 12 months thinking ahead and planning. Yeah. And when you're in the day to day, it does feel sort of extravagant or frivolous or unnecessary but exact same thing, like talking about where you want to be in five years with those relationships, it is maybe not as frivolous as it seems. So I totally agree. And I would just add that even your personal relationships would benefit from the same kind of forward thinking. Absolutely. That's a really um, good point. So let's talk a little bit, go back to like the logistics. Logistics are super, can be super overwhelming if mom is the primary logistics yeah. person in the house. Um, several of our listeners commented on Facebook about how they kind of get the nest ready. And I know you've talked about this, that yeah. you kind of enjoy the pre-mothering yes. that goes along with um, leaving. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite Factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. 
Listeners head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest, I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh, but you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather, but please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Vionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at Vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Vionic Shoes. Wearable well-being for your feet. So how does that work for you? Like what, what actual things do you kind of do to ready the nest for leaving? It's, you know, it's changing now that the kids are getting older. Um, I definitely, there was a phase when I still had a toddler and like a preschooler and all my kids were in elementary. The oldest was in middle school where I felt like it felt really good to leave the house with some baked goods in the pantry mm-hmm. or, um, with some stew or something ready to go. And I knew that John was, while a very competent parent, not used to being the sole parent, Mm -hmm. um, changing the diapers and watching the toddler and getting everyone to where they needed to be and all that stuff. So I just felt really good making it a little easier on him. Mm -hmm. It's not, and I know that like, I've gotten a little pushback on that idea before. Like, you know, it's easy. So incompetent, you have to hold his hand. That's not it. To right. me, it's no, just taking care so. of each other. And he would right. do it for me in a different way. You know, right. but before, oh, totally. you know, before John goes out of town, he always fills up the car with gas and makes sure, right. make sure everything's ready. Like whatever I need to right. have, um, is ready for me. And I just did that in my own way in the right. realms that I generally take care of. So, yeah. um, I'm not as nasty about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Mostly because now there's just enough people to chip in right. that it's not as big of a deal. But I still do like to like get the house clean before I go or have clothes, all the laundry done and folded in drawers before I go or, right. you know, make sure all those permission slips yeah. and things that need to get dealt with are, are signed and taken care of and that I've communicated with the teachers if need be yeah. and stuff like that. I just, I feel prepared then and I'm not right. a huge planner. So it's right. not really that. I just feel good then when I go instead of stressed and I have this like little feeling like even while I'm gone, they'll know I'm there and my love right, is following, right. you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know. It's just a good feeling for me. I think yeah, if you no. don't do it, if, if you if it's too stressful, if you travel all the time and you're like, come on now. Yeah. I mean, maybe then it's not a thing for you. But for me, that was always a thing. No, I don't think it's just you because I definitely felt like that came through in our in our Facebook thread. Um, things, things people mentioned that you might only do once a week like um, – 
you know, well, baths, I think you do more than once mm-hmm. a week, except if you're me, sometimes it's only once a week. Uh, but no, yeah, sometimes it's only once a week. Yeah, but Depends things that like, or if there's weekly homework that just gets done once, anything that you can like front load to, to get out of the way. Um, I don't think it's just you. I think that is kind of like a natural nurturing way to, and I, I don't, I don't think it's overly handholding of the co-parent. I think any co-parent who's left alone, as we talked about last week, when it's us, knows yeah. that they're pretty, you know, competent if you can right. handle that all you know so anything we can do to um lighten the load well, a little that, bit that and i think also and no matter what your situation is whether you're the stay-at-home spouse your husband your husband is or both of you work or whatever um we all have certain things we do habitually usually i think right. there are certain you know there are certain kinds of homework i'll always be the ones to help the one to help the kids with. And there's certain things that John will always be the one to help the kids with. And so it's almost a little unfair to leave and expect that he's suddenly just going to know exactly what to do because I don't communicate everything to him because I just do it, you know? So same thing, you know, in reverse. And he's mindful of that. And so I like to be mindful of that as well. That's basically exactly what you just said. No, I I think it's great. Um, I'm looking at another post that I think is something really important to address, and that is five reasons why mom going away can be good for kids. Oh, yes. And I think there's a lot of traveling, working moms who've seen this firsthand, but um, unfortunately, like the media wants to give us like the guilt story and a lot of other oh, yeah. things. But um, you wrote this post, and I'll just go through them quickly, and we can kind of chat about them. But number one, and we were just talking about this, it gives the co-parent a chance to step up to the plate. And that's so true that I think with any kind of co-parenting situation, um, and this happens a lot in early motherhood, when mom does everything, guess who doesn't learn how to do anything? I mean, it sounds so obvious. But as families grow, there are still some things, you know, putting hair in a ponytail, for example, that some dads just have never had to do or, you know, packing the lunches or whatever it is. And most of our co-parents are extremely competent and loving and nurturing and we'll be happy to do it, but have never had the opportunity. So yes. number one, you know, allowing that. And just, just like I can take out the trash when he's gone, even though I let him do it normally, it feels right. good to do those things and to see that you can. So well, nobody wants to feel like an incompetent boob. And, right. and, you know, society has a way of making dads <clears throat> in particular feel like dummies. And right. I think, you know, it's been a big kind of um, ego boost for my husband mm-hmm. You know, when I go someplace and the first thing people will say to me, it, it cracks me up. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I get this question every time I'm on a trip. Oh, so he's got the kids. Yeah. Like, well, they're, they're with their father. I mean, yeah. who do you think, ha- you know, yeah. I sold them. Right. I put them all in a closet and threw yeah. in a loaf of bread. I mean, so yes, they're with their father. And it's a legitimate question if we're both together. Right. <laughs> right. I just find but it so when you're by yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And then they'll be like, oh, wow. You know, yeah. and I, and he gets a lot of kind of, flattery which I kind of roll my eyes out a little bit having done it myself for so long um but he gets a lot of kind of flattery and it's a confidence builder and it makes him feel good and you know gives him a little bit of bragging rights even though I think it's dumb that you know that there even is such a thing um when a mom or a dad or whoever feels really good about the job they're doing they do Mm -hmm. a better job and practice practice uh breeds competence and confidence so if you've never just like, I think we talked about this last week, like when I used to think anybody whose spouse traveled, that that would be the hardest thing ever because I hadn't done it, you know? Yeah. So, 
Um, okay, so number two is it's good for kids to see mom having a vibrant outside life. Amen. Yes. Um, especially as your kids are getting older, um, they just sometimes can't even fathom that you would be anywhere other than cutting up their meat in front of them. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So even, and I, I think for all those who are stay-at-home moms and don't have an opportunity, that's okay. I don't think you're doing your kids a disservice by not jetting off every weekend, but for if they can see you having life outside motherhood in any small way, but especially if you're going off to do something that's exciting professionally or personally, right. that's a great, great thing for everybody, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. And and sometimes, you know, Jen and I have done some really cool stuff and we've talked about, you know, how how much we're branching out now that the kids are getting older and Mm -hmm. we're doing, you know, fun stuff together a lot. And, um, I love that they see that, you know, whether it's professional or, or personal. Um, it's so funny. A couple of weeks ago, we went with some friends of ours, went to Chicago. We got a limo and took it from downtown to medieval times. (laughs) (laughs) I actually have a secret wish to go to medieval times. Okay. It's ridiculous. It's, I've been there with the kids before, but it's even more ridiculous when you go with six adults. But Anyway, um, the kids, the boys were at a friend of ours that we often do like swap back and forth, mm-hmm. you know, sleepover trade-offs. And at one point, the mom texted me and said, I hope you're having fun. William said, you took a limo to Medieval Times and you won't let any kids come. And I wrote back and I just, I used that like sad crying face emoji and just <laughs> sent her like 15 crying face emojis. But it was so funny. And she just was, and then she sent me all the crying, laughing face emojis because we're just cracking up like how ridiculous is it I'm going in a limo to medieval times and I'm not taking any kids with me that's pretty great and I got home they're like I can't they just couldn't even believe they're like I just can't believe you and dad went to medieval times and didn't take us (laughs) I said okay well you'll get to go another time I mean it's not the end of the world you don't you're not owed um medieval times it's not your birthright and sometimes we get to do silly fun things on our own too and so you know they've all been there they'll all go again um, and it was ridiculous, but it was really fun. And I, and it just cracked me up that mom and I had that little text exchange. Yeah. She obviously was not like any kind of guilt trip she right. was trying to put on me. She thought it was very funny. That's so, great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah so, it's good for, it's good for them to have that be a normal thing that adults do. I yeah, think. I agree. Um, okay. So number three was it gives everyone an excuse to relax standards a bit. And I do think this is funny because last week when we talked about, yeah spouses who travel a lot, both you and I agree that it's great to relax a couple standards in a calculated way, but you can't let all of the standards go, That's which true. is funny because I will admit that the few times I've gone out of town, pretty much all the standards go because well, it's not, it's, it's not, not very not often and yeah. it's just like a free for all. I think the frequency matters. I think yeah. the, the spouses or partners, um, uh, tolerance for chaos right. plays into that. And right. so, I'm, I mean, even in my busiest travel year, I'm only going to be probably gone from home more than, you know, for more than like a night, maybe five or six times. And that would be right. like, that's max. That's yeah. max for me. So, okay. You know, five yeah. or six weekends a year, you know, it just goes crazy and John lets the house fall apart. Right. Not really the end of the world. And no. it doesn't bother him at all. No. And I don't and really mind putting the pieces back together when I get home I, either. I don't either. You, you know, it's kind of like when there's a substitute teacher. Exactly. Like when the teacher comes back, everyone knows who's in charge. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's exactly. not like the substitute teacher behavior is going to carry over. Exactly. Like, they know. Yeah, they, they know. know. Yeah. I so always, I feel like when I'm gone, the because Brian is on Instagram too, and the pictures are always of like eating hot dogs, watching TV, like, and then another picture of like eating donuts and 
watching TV. And I'll get home and I never want to say anything, but I'm like, aren't those the same clothes some of you were wearing when I left? And did you just throw them in the wash? Like just do that one, that one load of laundry, you know, like the right. like top of the heap one. So everyone has something to wear tomorrow or did they just stay on their bodies the entire time? And right. I don't really want to know. You know, yeah. it's best. It's okay. just best. That's a mystery. Behind us. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Bedtimes, I have a feeling, I don't even ask. Right. I have a feeling they, well, you know, I bet now, honestly, I bet now that it's so easy to put our kids to bed. I bet bedtimes are maybe even earlier for right. John like, than they used to be. But right. I bet when it was like a, a job to put kids yeah. to bed, I bet those bedtimes were yeah. all messed up. But all, all over the place. All over the place. Yep. They, we all survived. Yeah, exactly. Um, so number four was you have to keep your well filled to be a happy, healthy, and effective mom. And that's so true. I think you and I have both come back from things um, and trips and been like, ah, oh, I can do this better, yeah. you know, Yeah. now that I've been away. So now if you're traveling for a really like high stress work job and your trips are not necessarily as fulfilling or, you know, inspiring as some of the things you and I have done. Um, that might be a little different. So I would be curious from working moms who travel constantly for work, how that works, because I would imagine it'd be hard to come back from a stressful work trip and step right back into, you know, demanding motherhood. But in, in the kind of trips we've been talking about where you might have an opportunity to go learn something or connect with people, um, I think it, that's a good thing. Yeah. And it's actually interesting. I, I wonder if the people, you know, the moms who are listening, who are the ones who work, uh, who travel for work a lot, and who travel a lot more than their <laughs> partners, they might find episode 36 interesting to hear about the other side. Because yeah. it can't be that yeah. different for men and women. I mean, if, yeah. if I was no, the I one think... traveling and John was home, he'd probably yeah. have a lot of the same experiences I do. Yeah. So, yeah, we'd love to hear your you know thoughts about that. If whatever side you're on, it doesn't have to be mom stays home and dad travels or mom just travels a little bit. Right. It can be very different from that. Yeah. but And, and no, matter, like, no matter what you're doing while you're away – there is something to absence makes the heart grow fonder. That you is know? true, yes. If you are just constantly around your kids and get a break from that, it may not be a break in the traditional, like, put your feet up sense, but right. just um, just that absence. Yeah. Um, and then number five was it gives your children a chance to bond with other members of the village. So whether even if dad's holding up the fort at yeah. home, you have the opportunity for grandparents or neighbors or other adults after school and, and sitters to kind of step in and have your kids see those people as also, you know, competent adults and, yeah. you know, people that they're connected to. So I think that is, it's, it's always good to have kids stretch their um, ability to trust and bond those other important relationships. Um, I think we talked a couple episodes ago about our kids with separation, you know, going through only wanting mom sometimes. So and uh, I think I think it makes you know if, if your kids have siblings, I think that that's another really kind of cool yeah, byproduct mm -hmm. is watching them kind of pull in together and help you, especially when it's that mom doesn't travel very often. So when she does, right. dad kind of drops the ball thing. Right. It kind of becomes that fun part of your fun family story. Right. Um, John loves to tell the story about when his mom, who didn't travel a whole lot, but would go on you know like week long trips every now and then when he was a kid, right. and he still remembers his dad basically just dumping like frozen corn, um, a can of like tomatoes, I think. And then, a and some ground beef in a pan and just mixing, uh -huh. like just cooking it. And that yeah. was dinner. And everyone was like, Ugh. <laughs> you know? and then at some point they'd always end up just going out to this nice right. restaurant because he didn't want to do it anymore. And that's one of those family stories that yeah. it sticks with him and that he and his brother and sister can tell. And it's, it's fun. I just think that sometimes those, those, diff those things that are novelties, I think are what mm -hmm. you remember. 
Mm-hmm. And so Absolutely. when your kids have a chance to experience a novelty together like that, it's just right. one of those really fun bonding things. I agree. I agree. And they step in for each other too. They help out more. Yeah. Well, I think, um, and this applies, I, I know that I notice this with my kids, even when it's my husband traveling and I'm at home, everybody kind of, whatever their capabilities are, everyone needs to step it up a notch, you know? Yeah. And I think if that can be seen as a bonding thing and not a burden, you know, you're not going to like, leave your kids to more responsibility than they're ready for. But anytime that you can kind of bond together in stepping up your game is good for right. the family, I think. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so, so I'm curious, do you have trips planned? I know this is the time of year where you um, start to like, your spring is often yeah, it often travel-y, is, isn't it? It often is travel-y. Um, right now, I don't have, uh, John and I have a couple things on the books, but I don't have any professional travel scheduled yet. I may. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit light this year in that regard, but mm-hmm. I do have, um, I'm going to Florida in February with my sister nice. oh, and fun. then John and I are going to Vegas in March with some friends and, Very nice. um, yeah, so I've definitely got travel coming up. I mean, these days I gotta say it's gotten pretty easy. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised sometimes that people still listen to like the show with me just being like, oh, you know, it gets better now that my kids are so big and old. It's just it's just different now. You know, John can even put in a full day of work while I'm gone. I mean, it's just we we're actually now for the very first time. um, Actually, we hired her a little while ago and had like an overnight sitter and we had Hmm. never, ever, ever done that. It's always been. We farm the kids out to family right? or they all happen to have sleepovers and we do something for a night right. or we wait for my mother-in-law to be around and right. my mother-in-law is snowboarding right now. So she is oh, in Florida okay. until May. Um, and my sister-in-law is about to have twins. So I don't think surely my mother-in-law is going to be as available okay. to help out as generally, you know, she usually right. would. So we're now, there's a 23 year old woman who um, was in the pit band for a play that I was in. So Oops. she's, She's a theater band kind of person. So, like, cool. I, you know, I like those kinds of people. Um, and she came and stayed with the kids one night when we went oh, someplace. Cool. And it worked. It was you know, actually that was, we, great. When I was growing up, um, that's all we had. And yeah. uh, because my grandparents would live far away, we I didn't yeah. grow up with any extended family. And my parents, after the – I was the oldest, so I remember this a lot. But after I would say my sister was, like, you know, three or four. Yeah would take real vacations. They traveled with my grandparents. They traveled yeah. with friends. And we always had, and I actually loved it. Um, they usually got people who were like assistant teachers or like yeah. supervisors at the elementary school. You know, not, it wasn't usually like the full credentialed teachers, but other yes. women who were involved at school um, or a couple of times somebody that worked at my dad's office. And, you know, I, I don't have any negative memories of that. And we had that a lot growing up. Like I, that, yeah. was, that was their only solution. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as forever chemicals. 
In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. I have to tell you, Clara was so excited, <laughs> so excited. I mean, she knew that this girl who she had met, you know, just kind of peripherally, she didn't know her, right. um, Tara. And she, she was just like, oh my gosh, when is Tara going to get here? And then she wrote, she made an itinerary. <laughs> and all the things that they were going to do, like this checklist of things they were going to do together, you know, like do their nails. And she had the best time because it was all stuff I never do. I'm sometimes yeah. like the worst girl mom. I mean, I like to do my nails and all that. That's fun. But I'm just not, I, I we just, I think Claire wants a playmate. Yeah. And you're running the house. And I'm running the, the house. Time. Right. So it's not too. even the worst yeah. girl mom. I'm just kind of like, I'm the mom. Right. Yeah. So I'm not a playmate. And you know, it was like Clara had this like fantasy that she'd have a big sister or something. And for just this one night, it was That's fulfilled. So and she had the best. I mean, she was so happy. She was way happier than she would have been at just like a random relative's house or something. Yeah. So no, I, I, yeah. I think and it's I, great. There were some that I liked more than others. And my memories of it is when I was a little older than Clara, more like middle school and high school. But there were some especially that I really thought were like really cool, you know, yeah. just like a fun person to, they watched different TV than my parents would watch, you know, it was just right. like a different, yeah, cool adult in your house. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I that's, say what, yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, so that's one of those things now that I'm kind of seeing as a possibility mm-hmm. going forward that didn't really occur to me for a long time. Right. You know, I, I just, I don't know why it just wasn't something we did. And now it's kind of opening up. Yeah. Options. Yeah. Well, with so many more independent kids. The one thing that's I feel like changing for me is I have a couple things where I'm looking at weekday travel for myself or weekday um, like commitments. And it is a little bit more logistics. I have two kids in two different schools, a third kid who's not in school yet. And all of the times I've traveled have been largely over a weekend or a long weekend where Brian might even take Friday off or a half day Friday. But yeah. In February, I'm going up just for like a night, like two days and the night in between. Um, but it's like a Wednesday, Thursday. And like my brain is still like trying to figure out all the rides. And, you know, if Brian needs to cut out early or something, he will. But I'd like, I'd like it to not be a different work schedule for him, which means like rides home from school, after school sitters, like 
Yeah. So that's like a, that's a new phase for me because everything yeah. so far has been on the weekend and I haven't had kids in so many different like places at once because once you're talking about rides and yeah. school, it's a little bit different. I mean, you've obviously figured out a way to manage. Well, okay. So I'll tell you how we kind of get around that. Um, yeah. when it's, when it's logistically impossible for one person to do it, uh, which sometimes is the case. Right. Um, we, I, first of all, especially if it's a quick trip, like if it's yeah. just a couple of days or a couple of nights, I am not opposed to having my kids come to school late or get out early, <laughs> especially if it means like, if you can't drop one off, you know, right. cause their time, their school right. doesn't start till say eight and the other one starts at seven fifty, and there's right. too much, you know, the, yeah. the times don't work out. I'm okay. And I've actually just let the school administration know, you know, yeah. we're kind of, one of us is just doing this solo. We logistically cannot make this work. Right. So Claire is going to be 15 minutes late. And I usually will kind of judge it based on the kid. I think will have the le- the least impact Right. being a little bit late or leaving a little bit early. And it's not, at least at our school, they're yeah. not really sticklery about that kind of thing. I mean, it's an right. elementary school, you know, they're fine with it. Um, I've also done things like if I knew a parent who lives in closer to the school, I will mm-hmm. sometimes ask if I can drop my kids at their house. Right. That's a little smart. early and just have them walk to school with their right. kids. And that is such a no big dealer. I right. mean, I oh, would yeah. totally do that for someone in a heartbeat. It's right. just not the kind of thing I would always ask about. Right. Um, same with, you know, maybe your kids can walk home with a friend who lives close by or go home right. with someone and Brian picks them up 20 minutes later. It's not right. even like you're asking right. them to babysit. You're basically, right. it, you're just getting like moving you're bodies. Just, from you're one. just moving bodies, right? It's so not a big deal. I think sometimes we make these things like the ask harder than it really needs yeah. to be. No, um, you're totally right. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's less about the, yeah, it's just the, the multiple people in different places. Right. And then trying to get them all to where they need to be without, yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. And, and I think sometimes when you think about it that way, like who is around who could just who could just have a front yard my kid could just sit in right. until, <laughs> until they can legally walk to school or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. And it depends. I mean, you've got a really little one, so that's not going right. to work for her, but maybe she's right. the one who gets carted everywhere. Right, right. And her schedule stays, remains, right. but everybody else's has to just be a little bit different. I, I don't know. I think that's okay. You're talking about like a couple of days. It's not totally. going to ruin anybody's. It's not going to disrupt the classroom that badly. It's not going to ruin anyone's academic career. Um, no, and I sometimes there's just good. no other way to do it without hiring a babysitter, which seems like such overkill when we're talking about a matter right. of a half hour sometimes. Right. No, I, you know? I think that's all all good advice. If other people have other better solutions. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think that, I think that really is what you end up doing, just cobbling together a series of rides yeah. and you know, hoping everyone ends up in the right place. Yeah, they, oh, and they usually do, you know, they yeah. usually do. That's so. funny. Oh, well, I hope you make it out here, hint, hint. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's Coast. that's coming up. I mean, I didn't include that in my little spiel because that's not until fall. But yes, hopefully we'll We're probably have another... going to have Beyond Tahoe. Yes. Ah. That'd be awesome. We'll That'd have more awesome. details about that on the show. But look forward to a note... Um, a little notation about a retreat yeah. coming up this fall out Sarah's way. Out in the West, in, in the, the Great West. Wide West. Yep. Um, well, I think this is a good place to wrap up, but I want to point everybody to the show notes um, at themomhour.com because I'm going to link to all of these posts. Again, like we said, we continue to get people kind of wondering how to handle leaving their kids for the first time. And um, I think it's a series of four or five really great um tip-filled posts that you wrote. So I'll link to all of those. Um, And thanks again to everybody who weighed in on Facebook and Instagram about leaving your kids and how 
you manage those logistics and the big feely feels and all of that that go along with it. So we appreciate all of oh, that. Oh, Sarah, you know what we didn't we didn't really get into really mm, quick. I just true. want to talk about this really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm a little late now, but we, right. didn't, we didn't talk about calling home. Oh, we that's talked right. about having talked about we talked week. about having yeah. spouses call home, and I did want to talk about this really quickly. Let's go for it because I am not a home like a call homer when mm-hmm. I am gone. Because mm-hmm. I found that it would just upset people, mm-hmm. and get we don't have to get into it in detail. We talked about it ad nauseum last um, last week. But um, I I found that when I call home, kids who were previously didn't know they missed me start missing right. me. Everyone's right. kind of confused. There's a lot of whining and like, right. or yeah. or they're just not interested in talking to me, and then I just feel kind of like crap. So yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, it is the worst. Yeah, I don't as a rule do it. But I think what I've also learned, and I have a, a good friend that I travel with that I've roomed with, um, Jessica Ashley, and she always calls home and it's like one of, it's a ritual for her mm-hmm. and her and her son, her, her one um, son, mm-hmm. now she has a baby. So who knows if that'll change in the future. Um, really enjoyed that. And I, I think, I guess my point is that we all figure out the workarounds that work for us. We also talked mm-hmm. about the time you get home. Um, and I was saying how yeah. I always kind of am bummed when I get home late after the kids are in bed. But then when I walk into that quiet house, I'm so glad I had yeah. to get home two hours earlier when everything was crazy. Right. And I think that we figure out what works for us. And yeah. that's okay. It, you know, you got to figure out the way that makes it manageable for you and doable for you and helps you keep the guilt down and the transition stress and all that stuff. And I, I think we all... It's like that muscle you flex. You figure out what yep. works. The more you do it, the less guilty and anxious yep. you feel, the easier that it is every time that plane takes off. Um, that used to always be my hardest part was yeah. like the plane taking off and yeah. I'm picturing myself crashing into the runway in a fiery spectacle and my kids are motherless <laughs> and my brain would go in all kinds of really yep. scary directions and it doesn't do that anymore. So it's, you know what I mean? Just do it. If it feels nice, it will feel scary the first time. But, I agree. And I, I think it always helps to remember that um, our kids, the way they experience things is not the same as we experience them. Exactly. And it sounds really obvious, but if you spend a lot of time around your kids or if your kids are really little and you're still almost like in that we are the same person uh-huh. bond, yeah, it's you, you forget that like they are not experiencing the same kind of loss. I mean, quote unquote loss. Your kids or, are not as obsessed with you as you are with them. Exactly. Or as you, or as you think they are. Yeah, exactly. Um, because they, they're the things that they are doing in a given day are taking their attention in all kinds of different their places. Their brains so, are exploding with like, so, yeah. learning and stuff. Yes. Yes. So I totally it's really agree. good um, to remember that the things that you have considered in leaving your child are wonderful for you to consider and to process, but your kid is not thinking about all those things. Right. And they're not noticing if the lunch is packed differently or like they're not wondering if the person who's picking them up is like five minutes late. They're not, they're not automatically worried. You're you're like gripping your chair, hoping it works out. Okay. But they're not, you know? Yeah. So I think that helps to remember too. And I think, you know, I think that the, the sadness is normal. And we even talked about sadness and separation anxiety. I want to say like in a different, totally yeah, a completely different ago. Yeah. topic a couple of weeks ago. And I think one of the things I, I pointed out was that sometimes they're just, sometimes a kid is just sad when you're gone. And yep. it doesn't necessarily mean it's ruining them or that there's anything you can even do about it. I or mean, that sometimes you shouldn't go, you, or that you shouldn't go. Sometimes yeah. when my husband leaves me, I am sad. Yeah, and I I know I'm an adult and I'm a little more capable of dealing with those feelings, but I also know he comes back, and that's right. another thing I always try to remember. You know that I've always tried to hammer in. I always come back. I always come yeah. back. I always come back, and that's been kind of my mantra. And it's gotten easier for everybody. The more it gets easier for me, the more I do it. Right. But it also gets easier 
for my kids, especially Clara, who's still very, very into me um, at six years old, right. it, it's gotten easier for her every single time too. And, yeah. and so it is like, it is like flexing a muscle. It's like practice. Yeah. So I know that was kind of like a quick way to wrap up a very big um, separation. No, I'm glad you topic, that up. But yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's important sure and it's worth thinking out about. There who don't enjoy calling home or who right. feel like calling yeah. home is stressful and you're not alone. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, separation is separation anxiety and like sadness over like kind of ripping that attachment apart a little bit is definitely a real thing. It's a real thing for you and it's a real thing for your small child or your baby or whatever, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't go. And that's really what it all comes down to. You know, I think it's easy to kind of just get lost in that feeling and not go, but I still think you should. I totally agree. So is that a good place to wrap up? Yeah, I think now we can really wrap up. This is a wrap up number for real. two. For real this wrap time. Number two. 2.0. Well, again, this is episode um, we'll 37. Say, yep. And, and all of this will be at themomhour.com. Thanks, everybody. Yep. And uh, find us on Instagram and Facebook. We look forward to talking to you soon. See you next week. Bye-bye. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Hi, everyone. Megan here. Sarah and I would absolutely love it if you would hit pause right now, like right where you're listening, and leave the Mom Hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, this is one of the biggest ways you can thank us, and it really only takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, you can navigate to the Mom Hour's show listing. So when you're in the episode you're listening to right now, click where it says the Mom Hour just above the play button and then scroll all the way to the bottom and you will see the ratings and reviews. We would love if you would leave us one as well. Thank you so much for listening.